Well, we're at the fifth Sunday of Epiphany. Now, I remember clearly there was an ad commercial that came on TV, and it was the first time that I've ever heard the word Epiphany used in a commercial. It was quite shocking. It had only been a church term for me. And looking at the word epiphany, it means sort of like an opening of the eyes, of a, an awareness of something new and different, much like the epiphany when, in fact, the light of Christ, was, when he was born, was seen by the, the, <clears throat> the wise people. So the epiphany, what is it that we today can learn and say, aha, we have had another epiphany. Well, for me, it was reading the 1 Corinthians, the Pauline passage, that I was reading it over and over again, and I'm saying, what is it about this that bothers me? What is it that creates a problem for me to hear what, in fact, Paul was writing about? Ah, I came up with an idea. Perhaps his own ego? As he said, he proclaimed the gospel and he justifies all of the reasons why he was selected to do the gospel. And then I let myself go beyond my sort of focused down position and I suddenly realized that he was talking about being a real person to other people. If you look at the passage, he's very clear. He was very clear about being himself, but also incorporating the aspects of other people. The interesting part to me was all of a sudden it was like, you know, I've read this passage a number of times, but I never thought to think that he was balancing his proclamation of the gospel to people who would hear him only, only if he was one of them. So this passage, this passage speaks to the fact that sometimes we need to be understanding that the gospel that is preached is something that we have to take in and share with others. And we can only do that legitimately when we have an appreciation and an understanding and acceptance of who the others really are. Today, currently, it seems that others are those people that we would like to push away and, and separate ourselves from rather than proclaim the gospel to. There's a lot of fear there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of anger, and there's a lot of frustration out there. What we are doing is falling short of what Paul has inspired us to do. And one of the things that's probably a largest challenge for me possible, because when I read things and understand things, I have an opinion. And to have to become the person that I've had an opinion indifference to, it becomes difficult for me. As I was reviewing all of this, I suddenly came back, and I've mentioned 
this before, but I had a history teacher who once told the class, he said, if you read an editorial and you find that to really move you and really give you a sense of understanding, then you need to read five, six, seven more articles, editorials, all in the same topic. Because by the time you finish that, you're wondering how you ever believed the first one. His willingness to risk exploring with us, not over against us. He was like a student learning himself. He was opening us to the perspective of reading and broadening our understandings of things. We would have discussions in class that were exciting to me. Never had one of those before. In one class, one of the students disagreed with what he was saying and came up and said, well, I don't agree and so forth. And what I found interesting, they were back and forth and back and forth and never once did he ever try to control or put down the student. But every response he made was to encourage the student to think broader. It was like a miraculous experience because all of a sudden it was like I was totally suspended and the two of them were teaching me how to dialogue. How to embrace one another when they disagree. We have lost that in our culture and the epiphany of our life is to spread the gospel. But we can't spread it from the point of view that we know it and someone else doesn't. We can't do it as a right or an obligation, it's a commission, but rather it's a way of speaking the language of faith with one another. And to become like the other, to assert that we in fact can connect with someone because we know what they're doing and what they're about at least appreciating who they are as opposed to telling them what they ought to know. And I think it's a great lesson for us to have an epiphany this year in particular because we need to address our indifferences in a way that we become dialoguing with one another. One of the greatest things I remember in philosophy is when I suddenly realized that, in fact, there was a dialogue, a point and another point. And the argument between the two would force you to a third opinion. It's true, there was a rabbi that talked about when he was at the rabbinical school and a person was walking by and seeing two rabbis arguing over one little piece of scripture vociferously. And he said, why do they argue so strongly about that? They're seeking the third opinion. That in their dialogue, God would enter to raise them to a different level. We call it the dialectic. But it's that wonderful way of opening ourselves to growing and expanding our minds.
to live with limitation, but rather to augment our ability to perceive and know what others are thinking and doing and accepting them for what they are, not for what we think they should be. If there's a lesson in this epiphany season for us, to be like Jesus, to heal people and to cast out demons, which is a big charge. However, we can only do it when we appreciate the pain and the anxiousness and the hurt and the sorrow that is part of these people. Most of us, unfortunately, make a decision to protect ourselves around fear. And when we go to fear, we mistake the ability to really interact with one another in a way that confirms our relationship. We've got a big challenge, but a wonderful challenge. Because if we can live into our faith and proclaim the gospel that Jesus is present in all of us, regardless of their religious faith or background, regardless of those things that might seem to separate us, that we need to expand ourselves to hearing what they're saying and what they're feeling and what they're doing. The divisions in our world today, in our country today, are really painful and hurting to me. But it's not until I stand up and defend someone who I know is hurting and I can take on part of that hurt that I learn that that person is neither right nor wrong, but in pain. Isn't that something that we as Christians need to do? And it doesn't matter whether they're Muslim, Buddhist, Jewish. Those divisions should never be a a reason for us to back away from our commitment to proclaim the gospel, but rather to proclaim a gospel that is inclusive and open and reasoned and acknowledging the sincere love that God has for all.